Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk on Kixie. I'm Stacey Heller, joined by... Hey, it's Eric Ryder. Greetings to you and to our listeners. Hello, everyone. So, uh, Eric, you know this already, but maybe we have some new listeners. Uh, each program... Jo- you're joining us just in time. You're joining... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll explain why in a minute. But hey... Um, As you may have figured out by now, uh, each program that we do, we talk about random holidays and topics. And then, of course, we follow the rabbit holes that we end up falling into. Uh, It's a bit like Alice in Wonderland, right? I mean, you just never know where you're going to go with some of these conversations. I am known as the Mad Hatter, and you are indeed the Queen of Hearts. There we go. Yes. Very much like Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. I have to think about that. What are you going to say? Off with my head? <laughs> yes, actually. So, yes, I, we just answered my very own question. Um, but it's kind of fun being in Wonderland for an hour, right? You never Absolutely. know if you're going to grow too big for a topic or if you're going to shrink down or there what's going to happen. Um, anyway, we also, of course, always hear from our show sponsor, Van Stingfelder of Dingfelder's Delicatessen and Nourish Catering. Um You can find past episodes of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And this is going to be more important than ever, folks, because after today, we are not going to be airing live on Kixie. However, after a short hiatus, we will be back in podcast form. So it's more important than ever that you subscribe to Don't Ask Me to Talk wherever you find your podcasts so that when new episodes come out again, you will get them to your inbox. We'll be back. Exactly. Exactly. And you'll miss us when we're gone. And so during the short hiatus that we take, you can go back and listen to episodes that you missed. Oh, yeah. There's lots. Right? So many random things that we talk about. <laughs> We've covered many topics. Many rabbit holes have been explored. That's right. Uh, so anyway, so thank you, of course, for all of you that have enjoyed this journey with us, uh, listening to the show each week. Uh, through Kixie, and we're going to continue the journey together through podcast. So, you know, no biggie. We're just moving. We're moving houses, which, interestingly, is one of the dreams that that I have a reoccurring thing about houses and Ooh, packing. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about later, though. So um, remember that if you want to connect with us, there's a way to do it. That's right, folks. You can text or call Four seven five nine 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 two seven two six, or four seven five nine 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 brand. There you go. So that little jingle is going to stay with you. Okay, it's time to talk about some of the ridiculous holidays that are out there today. Now, when I did my research today, here's what I learned. I learned that there is not only a chip and dip day. But I learned that there is Dip and Chips Day. <laughs> now, that feels like that was bad That's planning. double dipping. Right. Look at you. <laughs> I, 
mean, it just seemed, yeah, so there's National Chip and Dip Day and then Chips and Dip Day. I'm like, somebody didn't plan very well. Well, or they just love chips and dips so much that they created two holidays. Well, and interestingly, in the Chips and Dip Day... Wait, does one focus more on celebrating the dip and one focuses more on celebrating the chips? I don't know. That might be a little slice of genius there. That might. And then they are double dipping. <laughs> that Literally. Chip off the old block. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, with one of the pictures, there's a picture of uh, salsa, guac, and like uh, tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. And then in the other one, it's more like a classic potato chip with a, like, dare I say it, a French onion dip. Now, of the two, which is your favorite? Of chips or dip? Yeah. Like if you had to if you had to only have one type, would you go with like the Mexican inspired or would you go classic Americana potato chips and Well, I guess I'll I'll just say my favorite chip is got to be sea salt and vinegar potato chip, oh. which I don't typically do with a dip. No. But um but I imagine it would be good with a dip. Probably um, like a some sour cream based yeah, dip. Yeah, yeah. Probably the classic a... French onion uh, dip would be really good there. Interesting. Um, I do love a good salsa. Uh, I don't really think of it as a dip, but I guess in in many ways it would be. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> perfect not <I>, answer. <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite dip, but now that I'm being forced to think about it, uh, I love a good cheese dip. How about you? Uh. Yeah, I don't think I'd be. I think I'm going to give a non-answer too because I. Well, do you have a favorite chip? First of all. Well, okay, so. I mean, besides chocolate chip. Funny you should ask, because I happen <laughs> to have a bag of chips with me today. You came prepared. I came prepared. Now, normally, I'm a Ruffles all the way. Mm-hmm. And recently, oh, I, the smell is like. Because the ridges. Well. <laughs> Yeah, the ridges, and they're sturdy, and they're great for dipping and whatever. And then every once in a while, I'll go through a phase where I'm like, I want a Lay's potato chip. And I'm going through a Lay's moment, and I don't know what it hmm. is. Maybe I'm lightening up for spring. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but I, it's I'm Tim's Cascade all the way. Well, yes. I mean, those, but see, to me, there's like, there's your classic, like, potato chip type vibe that's you know one of these types brands and then there's like the fancy schmancy ones <laughs> i don't know how fancy schmancy but I, I just think that they probably make the best potato chips and on is, the planet is that the same folks that do the um hawaiian um i think they distribute those yeah those are good yeah they are very good yeah yeah I'm definitely a a chip person, though. Like, if I have to pick between salty and sweet, mm-hmm. then I will always you circle back salty. to salty. Oh, very yep. good. And sometimes I'll even have chips for breakfast because I'm not a breakfast eater, and but I take meds, and so I'll have a handful of potato chips or some chips. Hey. Hey, it's not healthy, but when you need to have something in your stomach. Yeah. You know, I don't eat chips very often because... It's like that commercial, once you pop, you can't stop, you know, yep. and and I, you know, find myself eating way too many of them at once. So I typically just avoid buying them. But when I get them, I really enjoy them. Um, and I got to say, I saw a new Tim's Cascade flavor uh, recently that was Gouda. And I said to myself, uh-oh. 
<laughs> I think oh, I might have to try that. Because that would be really good. Their sea salt and vinegar, I think, is the best of all. And I've tried many sea salts and vinegar chips, and they're so good. But I also went through a phase where I was addicted to the dill with chips that they made. Oh, yes. I was like driving to the store at like 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> you know, it was bad. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, and they had a dill pickle one too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. those, and that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I. they might still make it as oh, far as man. I know, but I, I ate it to the point where I'm done with it now. Yeah, well. <laughs> but, at, but at the time, there was a window there. It, it was an, an addiction, so. Well, and, yeah. and Lay's. And those were perfect with any dip. Oh, well, yes. And Lay's has done this thing where they keep coming out with, like, these random combinations. And um, a lot of them, it's almost like the dip is included in the flavor. And, uh, you know, so you don't even need the dip. But there's something about, like, the cold dip. Yeah. And it's then, that creaminess. Like, the, right. That, and then the, the crunch. crunchy yep. chip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with you, though, on it's the Jim's combo. Cascade because the, they're extra crunchy. I yes. like the like that kettle chip vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're just a little bit thicker. I love the peanut oil that they mm-hmm. use. adds just mm-hmm. a little extra flavor to it so tim's if you're listening yeah hey (laughs) send us some chips totally we love you we totally love you i would i would put i would throw away my bag of lays and my ruffles and i would i would completely convert lay those on the curb exactly um okay it is also uh national chia day now i i had to chia right so here's the funny thing. I only ever think of Chia as like Chia pets, right? Yeah. And yet it's the same seeds that people eat and grow and mm-hmm. eat as like a superfood or something. And yeah, I'm like sprouts. Right. So I'm like, do people trim like their Chia pet and eat it? I guess you could. I'm like, have they done that? Like Normally, it's like Bob Ross's head or the Chia Pet or the, like... Well, you know what's funny is, like, years ago, Saturday Night Live had a skit. After the Chia Pets were very popular, they did Chia Head as a skit where it was like a hair hair loss uh, replacement thing, like the hair club for men, (laughs) but it was Chia Head. (laughs) And the guy even, like... Picks a flower from his scalp to give to his girlfriend. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he's got like lush green hair. <laughs> uh, it was very funny. It was a great skit. And then, like a couple years later, Chia decides, "Hey, why don't we start selling Chia heads?" They didn't do it for you to wear on your head, but right. they did make right. you know pottery heads that you could grow uh, Chia on his hair. So the, one of those cases were satire. Became life. Right? (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, it's, I I was just like, do they have them in just like a little regular garden so that, you know, like, why aren't they getting in on the market? I wonder if the quality of their chia seeds are somehow different than the chia seeds that you grow to eat and put in your salads. I don't Uh, know. I have no idea. Inquiring minds want to (laughs) know. So, you know, just a reminder to our listeners out there, if you know anything about chia seeds and chia pet seeds... Uh, feel free to shoot me a text at 475-999-2726. I mean... I I think the main thing is that, you know, people mostly eat the seeds as seed form. 
Um, and then, you know, the pets, you're growing, you're sprouting them. Right. Rather than, so people mostly aren't eating the sprouts, I guess, but, you know, they eat alfalfa sprouts, so right. maybe and chia sprouts, sprouts would be good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Never See? tried them. Same. I've had stuff with the seeds in it, though. Yes. Yeah. And it, that was fine. Yeah. People love it. And they add it to everything because they're yeah. like, it's a superfood. Um, you know what else is a superfood? <gasps> Tim's Cascade Potato Chips. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other day that struck my fancy, speaking of, of fiction and uh, the intersection of fiction and fact, there's a day called Near Miss Day. Now, did you know that on March 22nd in 1989, there was a mountain-sized asteroid that just nearly missed the Earth by 500,000 miles, but they were like... Very concerned about this as they only right. found out about it like nine days before it happened. It was essentially like real life Armageddon. Hmm. Except for 500,000 miles away. Well, that's the <laughs> thing that I'm like, you know, they're like, it almost hit. And I'm yeah. like, did it though? Because like, that's a lot of miles. That's still too close for comfort for, you know. For scientists. Yeah, for and, scientists, for sure. But it um, kind of made me chuckle. I was like. You know, I'm like, wow, how close was it? And then it was like, it, like the fact that it's called near miss day. Right, right. I'm like, hmm. So near miss <laughs> just is be like missed. <laughs> right. Like one could argue that I nearly missed out on marrying Harry Connick Jr. There you go. Sure. Right. I mean, by five hundred thousand miles. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I and I missed out on you know being somebody famous so whatever many things could have happened <laughs> exactly so uh so anyway celebrate near miss day and think about the things that you too just nearly missed out on by five hundred thousand miles but that reminds me of like one of the few pieces of good news we got i think last year was that uh nasa was able to send up something to ram into an asteroid to get it off course if it was coming yep. our way so you know I think near miss day probably inspired years and years of research, and now we may have a, a solution for the day when it's not near miss day, when it's closer than five hundred thousand right. miles for an asteroid coming at us. And it's probably not Ben Affleck or uh, Steve Buscemi or Bruce Willis. Yeah, no, <laughs> none of them. <laughs> Somebody else. Um, uh, and then for birthdays today, this one made me chuckle. It is uh, Joan Crawford's birthday. It made me chuckle because literally the line that comes up is from the movie Mommy Dearest, which is the right. the book that her daughter, Christina, would write about her. And she's like, no more wire hangers. She was a total uh, neat freak. I mean, probably had genuinely some OCD. And, you know, at the time, everything wasn't uh, didn't have a name or it wasn't diagnosed or whatever. And it's almost like, I mean, here's this unbelievable actress that had a full body of work she won an oscar and the thing that she's known for is her feud with uh betty davis and mommy dearest and um you know well treat your kids right i think <laughs> right? is the exactly. lesson here. the lesson is doesn't that matter what you do <laughs> if you tr don't treat your kids right people right. are gonna find out exactly and also she was not wrong wire hangers are not really great you should try to get the felt ones they're much better for your clothing I mean, I guess, but 
does it really matter? <laughs> well, I'm going to make the argument it does. And also, it's her house. How are they? The kids aren't like smuggling in wire <laughs> hangers. I, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know. She's buying their clothes. Well, probably the help is buying the clothes. So yeah, really so it's... tell the help, hey, I I got a thing. Can you get me plastic hangers instead? Maybe Christina was like sniffing wire hangers. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really make any sense. But again, for women out there, if you wear a lot of blouses and they tend to fall off the wire hangers, the felt ones are lovely and you can get them for a very sure. good price at Costco. Yep. You're welcome. Okay, uh, any regrets about last week's show that you meant to share? Uh, uh, that was the show where we were talking about all the, all the shows that we've been watching on TV lately. Mm-hmm. And um, not a regret per se, but I did notice that uh, the uh, final season of Mrs. Maisel is supposed to be coming out, and they dropped the trailer for it this week. And you had mentioned... Uh, that you were interested in catching up on that yes. show, so I thought I'd mention that. <gasps> I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Should be very cool. All right. Awesome. And I'm excited because a, a trailer dropped or a teaser dropped for Barry um, in the last oh, couple of weeks, too. And I Bill love Hare Barry. show. Yeah, on HBO, and uh, that's the final season of Barry as well. So um, I'm looking forward to that. That show is so Good. I almost brought it up last week, and then I was like, well, it'll be embarrassing if it turns out that it's not still going. Oh, it, yeah, it's it's still going. The final season uh, is dropping this year, and so— Is it um, like three yeah, seasons or four? I think they're on season four, this coming okay. season four. It's yeah. a good show. Kind of dark and weird. A very but, dark, but, um, but also funny. sometimes the funniest show on TV. Oh. You know, and it goes back and forth between, like, absolute bleak and two— absolute hilarity in right. a single scene you know totally it's it's just brilliant yeah oh all right oh my gosh so much good news that you're bringing me so appreciate it all right um well let's take a break uh this week's topic that we picked last week of course is dreams or reoccurring dreams more specifically but apparently eric doesn't really have reoccurring dreams so we're gonna have to get a little creative anyway keep listening and when we come back we're gonna share our dreams with you we'll be right back stacy connects it's not just my business it's my superpower Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, J.D.K. Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. 
Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. So during the break, I had some chips. Um, they were not, alas, Tim's Cascade, but, you know, any port in a storm. Um, we are talking about dreams. And at the end of last week's program, when the Wheelo Topics landed Wheel. on this. Wheel. Oh, Topics. Every time. Um, I love that about you. You're you're very committed. <laughs> um, we, it was like, oh, reoccurring dreams. You're like, I don't remember my dreams, and I I usually don't, and I I have I haven't had a recurring dream um, for many 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 years. I, I I feel like I've had a couple when I was a child, but uh, and we can get into that. But I no recent ones. But you seem to indicate that you regularly. Have recurring dreams. You have recurring sets of recurring dreams. I do. <laughs> I I am I am yeah. There's a lot that I dream about. So one of the dreams that I have, and apparently this is fairly common, yeah. common enough that if you you go to Google it, a lot of uh, dental places have it. I'm dreaming about your teeth falling out. Um, this is a very common dream. Yeah. Um, and typically like it will start with one tooth that's loose and then all of a sudden it's like this domino effect of like all the other teeth then start to fall out. And I'm like, it's, it's freaky. And I don't wake up like, oh my gosh, I'm losing my teeth. Um, (laughs) um, and I also am not like, oh, it's poor oral hygiene, which is what some of the dentist angles are. However, apparently there's like a lot of different translations of it. It can be about fear or apparently it relates to our let me let me read this. I'm looking at the the antiflow.com site. It talks about our inner well-being, how we survive in the world. Um it's associated with our inner control or power. And so when our teeth start to fall out, it's a sign that you need to decrease your stress and try to regain control. Now, apparently, it can be caused by grinding teeth as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do that. That's the problem. I don't, I'm not dreaming about it, but I'm, whatever I'm dreaming about, I'm still I'm grinding my teeth. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not a, I'm not I'm a teeth sleeping. grinder. So you're lucky. Yeah, it's, it's not a good habit. Well, and it's it's like some of this stuff is fascinating. Like when you read about the whole dream thing, like all the way back to Freud, there is like all sorts of things about reoccurring dreams. Mm-hmm. Then there's also um, a whole boot bunch of information on dreams in Islam and like what they translate to. So different cultures, different religions, like different sciences, what yeah. they all mean. And um, we'll probably never know. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people are just taking a guess at what things mean. They're doing their interpretation of, pretty of much. what any of these mean. And uh, and we may never even know why we dream. Well, I think it's our subconscious. Well, clearly it's our subconscious. <laughs> but is there a reason for our subconscious to play little interactive movies in our brain while we sleep? Well, yes. It seems like we is. could be resting. Okay. No rest for the weary. Here's the other dream that I have. So 
in this other dream that I have, I'm going back to a specific in the dream, I'm always coming back to my house, and it's a particular house that I lived in in Connecticut. The house on the inside does not look anything like it did when we lived there, mm-hmm. but it's set on the property. And in the house, I'm like always going to the attic, and there's always this area in the attic that I'm trying to get to to clean stuff out. And it's, like, far away and hard to get to and whatever. And apparently the the whole meaning behind house dreams is about your, uh, your spiritual self. Mm-hmm. And all the different rooms are symbolic. And the attic has to do with your unconscious thoughts. And when you're trying to get to them, you're trying to unpack your unconscious thoughts. Again, that's somebody's guess. <laughs> yeah, but I like that. And what that is. Sure. I mean, it's, yeah. You're such a skeptic. <laughs> you're like, ah, it's all stupid. I mean, it's as good a guess as anything, isn't it? I mean, you know, if it didn't line up, uh, you would just say, yeah, that's nonsense. Um, but instead you say, yeah, that could be true. It could be true. But there's no, like, empirical proof or evidence that that's what it means. No. (laughs) But, you know. Aside from, you know, we all have anxiety, and sometimes anxiety manifests itself in our dreams. Well, yes. And apparently I have a lot of stress and anxiety because it keeps me awake at night. The other dream that I had once. Even while you're asleep. Even even while I'm asleep. Do, 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 do. Exactly. The other dream that I had once, I don't remember what the house looked like, but it had a big front window and there was a pond that was sort of like under the window. It was overlooking this pond, which we actually did have a pond in our house, but it was not right over the pond. Anyway, there I am, minding my own business, looking out the window, and there was a whale in my pond. Now, that was weird. I was like, how is this thing swimming around in the pond? It was very strange. And apparently a whale is about emotional depths or something. (laughs) I'm like. All right. Basically, what I'm coming to the conclusion with the whole dream thing is that I'm insane, maybe. Um, Or that I overthink about things. That's entirely possible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Then do you remember, what was it? Queen's Gambit. Yes. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's so good. And This is a miniseries on Netflix or mm-hmm. a limited series, as they're calling it now. Yes, limited series. Yes. And in the, in the show, she would see she's chess moves. She's a chess moves. master. Yes, yeah. she's a chess master. And she would see chess moves in her head. Mm-hmm. And so they, they illustrated that with, you know, these, like, graphics. Yeah, she'd see them on the ceiling, yes. basically. and. It, it was like a semi-conscious dream state that she would get into when she would plan out, like, her chess games. Yes. Yes. Guess what? I do the same thing, except not chess. <laughs> I I am constantly playing— Backgammon? <laughs> no, word games. Like, okay. You know, like, wordament or those things where you're, like, trying to come up with as many words as you can— and I'm constantly in my mind going through like a Rolodex of possible words. And I will 
wake up and find that I'm doing that. Um, or I'm trying to figure out Sudoku and I'm like trying to figure out these things. So uh, that's kind of a weird thing. Um, Sounds exhausting. It's so exhausting. <laughs> it is so exhausting. It's supposedly it's about um, it's about uh, the struggle and difficulty of achieving my success. Okay. Which you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's totally exhausting. The the now I do have a skill that I've learned with all of this thinking that I do because I'm always solving problems, uh, and with the work that I do in my my day job, if you will, I'm always trying to think about ideas for brands and some of my clients. And so I'll have these thoughts. And I have gotten to a point now where I can almost like dog ear an idea in my subconscious where I'm like, hey, note to self, don't forget that when I wake up. Some people have a dream journal that they keep by their bed or whatever it is. But I have this thing where I'm like, remember this. And I'll remember it and I'll wake up in the morning and be like, oh, here's that word that came to me in the middle of the night or this idea or, you know, whatever it is. That's cool. Well, that could be helpful. I mean, that's like having a Alexa or a Siri in your subconscious, you know. Yes. Hey, subconscious, set an alarm for (laughs) 8 a.m. Except that I do feel like that ends up coming into my. You know, it's almost like then I'll just start all night thinking about, like, I can't forget this. I can't forget this. (laughs) So I should really just go with the dream journal. Um, So those are my my current ones. Now, as a kid, I had some weird reoccurring ones, too, which then just tells me that my psychosis started when I was a small child. Um, Did you have dream? Do you remember having dreams when you were a kid? Yeah. No, I still have dreams. I mean, everybody has dreams. I just don't have recurring ones. I just have random stuff <laughs> happening. So I'm not uh, thinking about whales on the <laughs> the, on the regular. Pond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I recently had one where I dropped that I was uh, working on the Conan O'Brien show. I guess it was back on the air and I was working on that show. And uh, yeah. So that was kind of fun. That's cool. Because, um, yeah, I like that show. And uh, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, just a one-off <laughs> there. But, nice. but when I was a kid, I remember um, like several nights in a row having a dream that uh, a witch was setting my room on fire. And so it was like, and in the dream, I'm like in bed and, the, you know, this witch is setting the, the room on fire and I'm like, you know, yelling uh, for my mom, and uh, and then I would wake up all cold sweat, and I'd be like, "Mom, mom, did you hear me yelling?" And she's like, "No, what are you talking about?" And, and so, uh, and that like happened like several times, and and I I even as a kid put two and two together that I had watched The Wizard of Oz, and the the Wicked Witch of the West. Or East. I'm not sure which one's still alive in that movie. <laughs> but there's a scene where she sets a scarecrow on fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about a little fire, scarecrow? And so that stuck with me and so kind of haunted me for uh, a few a few days, I guess. And so, yeah, that that's the one recurring dream I can remember 
uh, happening more than once. The rest, just one-off. I'm, I, I guess I'm just that prolific of a dreamer <laughs> that I can come up with brand new scripts every night. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. How about you? You remember a recurring dream from childhood or a, a particular one that sticks out even if it wasn't recurring? Yes. Um. So... Really, this just shows up. I don't know why I put this topic on because I'm like, <laughs> this is just weird. <laughs> so as a kid, I remember dreaming that there was a face that was coming out of my wall. And the face would like pulsate to the sound of like a marching band. Hmm. And it was like, and I... I don't remember if it like it talked to me or whatever it was, but it was this weird pulsating thing. And for years, I hated. Do you remember what the song was? It was. It was just like it was parade music. So like Sousa or something. Yeah, and like and the bass drums where it was like very strong. More of a more of a taps. It was taps. Oh no. Um, it was very much like the. Like the drum part of like, you know, when you're walking down the parade route and you're not stopping to play and you're just kind of doing like the, I don't know, I don't, I don't even want to make it up. But as a kid, I was terrified. I think back now and I'm like, I became terrified of parades and like the band and I would always cover my ears because I was like, <gasps> like, there it is. There's that sound. And it was so loud. Like, you know, when a marching band goes by when you're a little kid and you can almost feel like mm-hmm. it in your chest, like that, the bass drum, um, that's what I would feel at night. Mm-hmm. I really need to go to a doctor or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that just doesn't feel right. Someday you'll be able to stand next to a tuba without <laughs> crying. <laughs> right. Well, here's the funny thing. The is, help you need. Right. Well, I, I actually went through exposure therapy of sorts because my daughter, Grace, she played bass drum all through middle school and high school and would march with the marching band. And so it was like I finally made peace with it. And and she played the baby bass. So it was, you know, pretty nice. small. Um yeah, that was traumatic. It's amazing the uh, the tricks our brain will play on us as kids, especially like the shadows. Like I, I was convinced like um, when the my, if someone left the closet door open, the clothes inside were actually you know mm-hmm. people. <laughs> oh, there. and why are they in there? I have no idea, but clearly they're up to no good. So <laughs> you just shut that door; it's all fine. But uh... totally. Well, and that's I mean, really, that's. That's kind of the whole the dream thing, right? It's it's obviously our subconscious or right. our like our unconscious selves and the things that we ruminate on or think about or you know like Conan O'Brien, you may have like you know been scrolling through something and read something about him and you know whatever, and then it was like, oh, I'm gonna work there or whatever the situation is, um, and you know sometimes they're. Dreams can be aspirational. Mine typically tend to be pure chaos. There's a lot of people, a lot of moving parts, and then my dreams also will dovetail into each other. 
where, you know, I'm like, I don't know how I went from a roller coaster to a ski resort. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, but, you know, I seem to mix everything into one. That's like an Olympic event just waiting to happen. Right. Like, uh, what's it called where you do a ski jump and then you shoot? <laughs> yeah, right. The luge mixed with the ski jump. Yeah, but I mean, I think there there's an actual event. I can't remember the name of, but it's just they put some random stuff together, <laughs> and it's a sport. They're like this should That's be in fine. The Olympics. Yes. What can happen? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I... the roller coaster followed by uh, ski jump or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, that's it's an Olympic event waiting to happen. A new kind of marathon or Ironman thing. And to think I dreamt it. Yeah. I... Sometimes. People get inspiration from their dreams. Well, okay, so let's talk about that for a second. There's a whole, I I think it's Disney that says it, or there's a quote that, you know, dreams are a wish that you make. I hope not. I don't know that that, I mean, maybe some are, right? But I feel like the dreams that they're talking about in that particular quote are about the dreams that you have when you're awake. You know, like someday I want to be a princess. Your aspirations, really. Right. Versus your subconscious, because your subconscious, I feel like, is really messing with you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It can, for sure. It it seems like it is out to, like, trap me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Trap me or trip me up or something. I don't know. Very interesting. Um, Well, and there's... People have full journals about their dreams. And apparently Mm -hmm. it's like there's something called automatic writing where if you just start writing and you get into a habit, then you just start. Like it's not like a Ouija board where suddenly your hand is moving of its own accord. But you just start doing this automatic writing and and whatever you're thinking comes out. And I feel like it's just a, a muscle that you're doing with your dreams as well, right, where you know, whatever it is that you dream at night, if you get into the habit of writing down whatever it is, then yeah, you it's can... so easy to forget uh, your dreams once you've you know woken up and had to go brush your teeth or whatever. So if if you are interested in your dreams, they do recommend that you keep a journal and then you just jot stuff down fresh when you wake up. Mm-hmm. And of course, you could do that with a like a, vo- a voice memo or something like that as well. Yep. Um, if you didn't want to write. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating stuff. I, I, again, I hesitate to assign any deeper meaning to it, but I, it is fascinating, you know, like the places that our brains will go. It's Dr. Seuss-like, right? It can be. Right? Uh, well, it shows the difference between you and me because I'm always looking for connection and meaning in things. How's that working out? Not great, really. (laughs) Um, you know, but- I'm not giving up yet. Okay. We'll enjoy. <laughs> I just want to understand why. <laughs> why are my teeth falling enjoy out? Enjoy the whale in your attic. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the pond in the front yard. But fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know what I always uh, could dream about? A, uh, a, a fantastic pastrami sandwich, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> or some nice knishes, maybe. Exactly. Or a Linzer tart. Oh, I now mean, we're talking. Right? We have that to talk about the Queen of Hearts. I wonder if I'm yeah. going to dream tonight about Queen off of with tarts. your head. Mm-hmm. 
I'll have to let I'll have to let everybody know. I'm going to be dreaming about food because <laughs> <laughs> after these conversations, I, yeah, I always do. That's true. All right. Well, let's take a break, and then when we come back, we are going to be joined by Vance Dingfelder of Dingfelder's Delicatessen. One final, what are we eating? Uh, at least for a while. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Well, it is that time. It's time to talk about the stuff the dreams are made of. That's right, right here on Don't Ask Me to Talk. It's our favorite time of the week where we get to talk to our good friend, Mr. Vance Dingfelder. We're talking about the Lord of the Sandwich, the King of the Kanish, the Baron of Breakfast, the Duke of the Deli. Vance, how are you, sir? <laughs> oh, Eric, so nice to hear from you. And yes, Stacy. Stacy, how are you this week? How's it going? We are great. You know, um, uh, I I heard you guys talking about National Chip and Dip Day being a little dippy, and it just made <laughs> me think. Okay, I didn't hear what was your favorite dip. What's your favorite dip? I do like myself a French onion dip. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that as well. I think that's okay, uh, that's okay, a classic okay, for okay. a reason. I just have to tell you. My favorite has to be, okay, Fritos scoops with French onion dip, okay? <laughs> hey, okay? that's good. I'm sorry to say. That sorry to say. The Fritos with bean dip is also amazing. You know, I've never had bean dip, but I, but I, love, I love guac. I do. I love fresh made tortilla chips and guac and salsa, but queso. Queso. Queso you know, with Fritos? Oh, my gosh. Queso with Fritos. And, and, and I mean, I mean, get down, get dirty, Velveeta and Rotel. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous that I'm actually even talking about it. Because I was such a snob, I wouldn't even think to eat that. But when you date somebody from the South, I'm sorry to say you have to try it. <laughs> hey, it's good stuff. I mean... Oh, oh, it's amazing. And you know what? It's nuclear. Okay? So I'm going to say, it is... I don't even want to talk about what it is because I poo-pooed Velveeta my entire life, just to say. So so it's, it's being that. So it made me think, um, you know, graduations are coming up. And people are starting to book graduations on Nourish Catering. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we do for a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs and as well as graduations is we do a chip and dip bar. Ooh. And it has, it has um, tortilla chips, ruffles. Okay, the good classic. <laughs> Tortillas, ruffles, pretzel twists, and, of course, Fritos scoops. And we put salsa, fresh guac, the kind of 
kind of guac that you get when you go to Mexico. If you've ever had Mexican guac in Mexico, it changes your life, okay? So pico, salsa, and fresh guac, and of course, you can't go wrong with good old, and they call it, you know, California dip? No, excuse me. Lipton onion soup and sour cream. That's it. That's a classic for a reason. And the way we do it is we put them in in our baskets, wicker baskets, turn them on their side, and all the chips flow out onto the table. And I'll tell you, everybody hits that chip and dip table, and it's so worth the money. It really fills the void. And, you know, coinciding with what we're talking about, I just had to bring it up. It's a corn chipacopia. It's a cornucopia of chips. Yeah. I would totally, if I were a kid, well, who am I kidding? To this day, if I get invited to an event where you have that set up, I 100% will be found grazing at the chip bar. Well, it just goes to show (laughs) Nourish Catering has all the bases covered. You know, it's, I mean, you know, from entrees right down to the snacks, you know, you've got it all covered. Well, what do you need? I mean, you need that. You need a three-foot sandwich. Yep. And maybe maybe a crudite. Ooh, did I say crudite? Eh. You know, something of vegetables, and you're good to go. Yep. For 60, for 60 people, and it's reasonable. That's what's so cool about it. So, you know, I, I have to say we're coming up on Passover. And how can we leave Passover out of the mix? Because it is our busiest time of the year. It is... Um, it is the most celebrated Jewish holiday mm-hmm. uh, amongst the religion. And it's about brisket <laughs> and the plagues. <laughs> That's what happens. So, you know, you celebrate the... Wait, did you say brisket and the plague? Yeah, I did. Brisket <laughs> and the plague. It's also about the, the plagues, the prophets. Matzah, of course. Naturally. I was shocked that, that people were asking me, what is matzah? That was interesting. Like, what is matzah? What, what goes, what's a matzah ball? You Eric, know? do you know what matzah is? Well, it's unleavened bread, right? So matzah ball would be the dough, unleavened dough. Am I right? You're close. It's, um, it's the unleavened bread that's matzah, and then it's turned into, into uh, breadcrumbs. Like, it's called matzah meal. Uh-huh. And that's what you use to make matzo matzo balls. Oh, okay. But the big the big debate is whether or not you like floaters <laughs> or sinkers. Oh my gosh. Some people some people like sinkers, some people like floaters. I prefer a floater. However, okay. so is this about the weight? And we're of talking the- about matzo balls here. I just want to <laughs> remind folks in case you're confused. <laughs> So is it about the size of the ball? No, 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 no. Okay, so the size of the balls does not determine whether or not you have a sinker or a floater. Okay. What determines, okay, when you're making the matzo balls, there's a process, and there's all kinds of debate, as you may imagine, as in any household that talks about family recipes. Everybody's got their little thing that their grandma did to do this or do that. However, I have been privy to making floaters my entire career, 
And then there was a period where all of a sudden my floaters became sinkers. And it was a travesty, okay, because you pride yourself on having floaters. A floater is something that's light, like a feather, okay? They're perfectly shaped. They float on top of the water when you're cooking them. And when you cut them with your spoon, the spoon goes through it oh so gingerly. Like butter. It just slides through like butter, okay? Whereas a sinker, they don't ever float to the top, okay? They stay on the bottom no matter how long you boil them. And they're dense, kind of like a dumpling. Okay. okay. But they're not light like a dumpling. They lay on you like a brick, as my grandmother would say. Nice. So after a, you use matzo balls and you cook them, sometimes a floater can become a sinker if you put them in the refrigerator. But if they're done right, they're indestructible. And you can put them in the refrigerator. You can freeze them. There's a whole bunch of things you can do. The best are fresh made. We only sell fresh made matzo balls at Dingfelder's. Right. But, but what really determines the difference is the amount of fat that you use in the matzo ball, which makes sense because why? Fat floats. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why I'm so good at floating on the lake in the summer. People, people <laughs> would be saying, oh, it's baking soda. Oh, you got to put a little bit of seltzer in it. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. No. It's the ratio of fat to egg to water in matzo meal, right? And that's pretty much how you make a matzo ball with, you know, salt and pepper. And schmaltz. Schmaltz is the key. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I have to say that last Passover, we sold 1,200 matzo balls. Wow. It's a lot of balls, let me tell you. Somebody's <laughs> making matzo balls a lot. Nice. Well, that's fantastic. So um, what other foods are associated with Passover besides a matzo ball soup, which is the classic, okay. I think? So, so obviously matzo, right? Yeah. And people people will typically eat brisket and or turkey and or chicken and or salmon and or lamb but uh, as their main dish. But there's, a, there's things called haroset. There are the bitter herbs, which is horseradish. Mm. Haroset is the mortar that was used to make the bricks to theoretically build the pyramids. That sounds delicious. Or, or to build, build the Pharaoh's palace. It's really good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, pe- people love the haroset. It's apples, dates, figs, walnuts, all kind of mushed together like a, a mortar with cinnamon. Now that actually and, does sound good uh, when you tell oh, me what's it, in it. Yeah. It, it, it's really, it's like a, it's like a pie. Almost. When you're telling but, me it's brick mortar, it's not that appetizing, but the stuff in it, it's great. It on, you put it on matzah, yeah. and you eat, it, you eat it with the horseradish, and it's called the Hillel sandwich. And what it does is it, it, it's supposed to be the bitter, of the bitter herbs, the horseradish, mm-hmm. and, and remind you of the mortar that we, as, as slaves, we built it together. Another thing that you eat is you dip lettuce in vinegar and salt. Uh, you eat an egg to remind you of birth. Recently, there's oranges, and you will eat gefilte fish and chopped liver, and Sephardics will do certain things as pastelicos, which is like, like uh, an empanada, mm. and bur- 
bobecas, which are like a, a pierogi that's baked with cheese and potatoes. And you won't eat any leavening, but for, for dessert, you'll have macaroons and also our famous, world famous, legendary, our matzo roca. And the matzo roca is matzo, caramel on it, chocolate, a little bit of really good salt, and almonds. And you break it up and you eat it as a dessert at the end of your meal, and it's pretty special. Just saying. Sounds fantastic. So good. <laughs> Are you adding all these things to your menu for the Passover holiday? Or absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all there. Uh, oh, no. Wow. If you go on, if you go online to dingfelders.com, uh-huh. and it's it's a little complicated because of our new our, our point of sale system has limited how many days you can order ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed to order six days ahead of time. So we're we're taking orders for the first day uh, that we're going to be delivering, or that you can come and pick up is Monday, April 3rd. Wednesday, April 5th, is the first night of Passover. So the 3rd, the 4th, and the 5th, people will be picking up. And then Passover lasts for nine days. And you're supposed to clean out your house, use only of all the leavening. Technically, you're supposed to burn it. Um, And it's kind of like spring cleaning. You know, you're spring cleaning your cupboards, making sure that there's no hummets, which are things that are not kosher for Passover. Oh. And, and you get the house ready, and you clean the kitchen, and you prepare the dinner. Uh, what we do is everything that we serve on our Passover menu is kosher for Passover. Our matzo ball soup is kosher all the time. Our chopped liver is kosher all the time. Uh, but we make the brisket kosher and the chickens our chickens are always kosher but the chicken is kosher and all the other ingredients are you know vegetables we do potato kogel in addition to our other kogel um you know so uh, it's a big deal it is our busiest time of the year um it's fun we do seder plates and things like that uh but it really connects us with the community and we can't be more thankful in doing that Beautiful. Well, dinkfelders.com to order your all your Passover food. It sounds like, <laughs> why not make it easy on yourself and get the best at dinkfelders.com? Totally. And yeah. even if you don't celebrate the holiday, the food is delicious. And yeah. uh, you know what? Try it out. Why not? Hey, Try something new. You guys, thank you so much. Um, one thing that we do that's really special is we make the horseradish. And it's really strong. So if you like strong horseradish. <laughs> love good horseradish. Now's, now's the time to come and pick it up. Awesome. I'd love for you guys to stop by. Um, it would be awesome to see you over the next couple weeks. For sure. And this weather has been just amazing, amazing. And thank you, you guys. You guys thank have a you. Weekend. Thank you, Vance. You. Always a pleasure. Happy Passover to you. Thank you, Eric. You take care. And happy care. Easter to you guys as well. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Take it easy. Man. Starving. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I got to work at Dingfelder's over uh, one Passover a couple of years ago, and it was crazy. It was crazy busy, and I was starving at the end. So you think talking about the food is hard. Imagine working among the food. I imagine. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's our last show here on Kixie. That's right. we got to leave it here, but please find us. 
wherever you find your podcasts, Don't Ask Me to Talk is the show. And uh, we'll come back and we'll do some more podcasts. Exactly. Remember, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you want us to talk about. See you soon, everybody. Yeah. Yeah.